Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying your early Monday morning over here. Don't want to quite come down from the high of Super Wild Card Weekend. It has been crazy so far. Four of the five games have been outstanding. And yeah, actually, we had some drama for a little while in that Seahawks-Niners game where, man, the turning point was Geno's fumble. Geno made a couple of really nice plays. Nice touchdown throw to DK Metcalf, but... When the Seahawks are down by six and they're in field goal range, the Geno Smith fumble was huge. That was the turning point in the game because if you at least protect the ball, kick the field goal, you're down by three. Still a game. Still a game in the fourth quarter. Uh, But that led to the undoing. I think it's one of these things. It's one of the lessons. As much football as I learn, I learn lessons all the time. But one of the lessons, it's not that I learned it, but it reinforced it in that Seattle Niners game. And even the Buffalo game on Sunday with Josh Allen had a fumble that was returned for a touchdown early in the second half. We spend so much time talking about interceptions. We'll talk a little bit later on the show about the upcoming game, the last one of Super Wild Card Weekend, Dallas against Tampa. And Dak Prescott has been a turnover machine. He's thrown 11 interceptions in the last seven games. That's a ton And we spent all this time on interceptions, picks, interceptions. We don't spend as much time on fumbles. Think about Daniel Jones. Good example. Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback, he played great against the Vikings. He had an outstanding game. 
Daniel Jones was absolutely plagued by fumbling the ball earlier in his career. He fumbled it like once per game on average. And so I I think that we just gloss over quarterback fumbles far too easily when those can kill you just as much as an interception. Those can kill you more. Just think about it. If you fumble, the ball is right where you left it, (laughs) right? Like you could throw the ball downfield. Josh Allen threw an interception on a bomb where Xavier Howard picked it off. If Xavier Howard is tackled where he caught it, I mean, that's like a 45-yard throw downfield, roughly, give or take. If you fumble it in your own you know, backfield in the pocket, it's like, and the other team recovers, boom, they've got the ball right there. So I think that we shouldn't gloss over fumbling issues as much as we do at times. But getting back to Super Wild Card Weekend, in spite of the Geno Smith fumble, there was some drama up until that point, and the game got away. But the other four games of the five have been absolute nail biters. It's been a tremendous weekend so far. I just hope Dallas and Tampa is another barn burner. Uh, We're coming to you uh, from the uh, TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, I've riled up the... The Hornets. We'll get to the Hornets here in a little bit. But let's change the subject for a second. I'll circle back to the golden child. Uh, cleated Jesus, if you will. I used to call Josh Rosen that tongue-in-cheek because at UCLA, he was thought to be the next great, unbelievable, and it just didn't quite work out. We got a new guy by the name of Brock Purdy because in the opinion of a lot of people, he is cleated Jesus. <laughs> but what... We'll circle back to him for a second in a little bit. Let me get to this real fast. The Chargers. So this looked to be a rout against Jacksonville on Saturday. Yeah, the Chargers up 27 to nothing. Trevor Lawrence throws four interceptions in the first half. Four of them. Anything that could go wrong did. There was a punt that hit a Jaguars player in the helmet. Chargers recover. They score right away. It was just a crazy first half. Jags fight all the way back from a 27-point deficit. They end up winning the game 31-30. So, of course, it's all about the blame game. Who do you blame? Who's most at fault? And I've been hearing a lot of negativity directed at Justin Herbert. I've heard a lot. I've read a lot. Like, you know, Twitter... A lot of people putting it out there. Oh, this is on Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert shouldn't get a free pass. It's Justin Herbert's fault. You can't be called an elite quarterback, have a 27-point lead, and give it up. I I hear all of this stuff, and I'm like, what are these people talking about? What are you talking about? If we're playing the blame game over here with the Chargers, you got to start with Brandon Staley, the head coach. Playing Mike Williams and the starters against Denver – in a meaningless game, backfired in a major, major way. I know Staley's not the only coach to do that. I know. But not every other head coach has a player as banged up and as injury prone as Mike Williams is. I'm not calling him soft. I'm just saying he's injury prone because he's injured a lot, including this season. Why are you playing that guy in a meaningless game? 
And oh, he just he suffered a small fracture in his back and he was out against Jacksonville. If that guy is on the field, the Chargers have a much better chance to win the game. So that is on Brandon Staley. When you're up 27 to nothing and you're a defensive-minded head coach, it is time for you to eat. And they didn't. They gave up the lead. I would look at the defense as a whole and not just Brandon Staley either. I would look at a wide-open Zay Jones for an easy touchdown. If you're up 27 points as a defense, if you're any good, that should be game, set, match. It should be a freaking wrap at that time. You go back to some of the dominant defenses like the 2000 Ravens, if the Ravens scored, it was probably a wrap. Just get a score. If you get to 10, 13 points, oh, forget it. I, I don't even need that to be the case. I know it's 2023 now. Things are different in the NFL. Rules are different. It's harder to be a dominant defense like that. Like the 2000 Ravens, the 01 Bucks, 85 Bears, all that stuff. Things have changed. But to have a 27-point lead, that should be a wrap. And to make this all about Justin Herbert is laughable. Like, why is Zay Jones wide open? Why can't the defense get stops? Why not? How about Cameron Dicker, the kicker, missing a 40-yarder? Would have given the Chargers a 13-point lead. That was huge. Joey Bosa, Gronk spiking his helmet. And that giving Jacksonville the ball at the one-yard line to convert a two-point play to cut the deficit to two. Like, if he doesn't Gronk spike his helmet, it's just a simple extra point. It's a three-point game. Maybe Jacksonville doesn't score a touchdown at the end. They kick a, a field goal to tie it. You're playing overtime. You're still alive in the game. The helmet toss was huge. Like, here's the truth. Sometimes we dwell on quarterbacks too much. Good and bad. Like, we're getting the good with Brock Purdy. Dwelling on him way too, way too much. We're dwelling on Justin Herbert way too much in a bad sense. Justin Herbert in the second half was 10 of 19. He was 10 of 19 and a half. He didn't throw a bunch of interceptions. He didn't fumble a couple of times. He didn't throw a pick six. There wasn't a defensive score. Like There were no major gaffes. If that were the case, okay, fine. You got a leg to stand on. He was 10 for 19 in the second half. And some people are making it all about him. You know who else was uh, 9 for 19 in the first half? Brock Purdy. The guy who everyone's just been slobber city. Slobber, slobber, slobber. Oh, this guy. Brock Purdy. Ah, slobber, slobber. He was worse in the first half than Justin Herbert was in the second half. And I know that Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant and he's a rookie. And I know Justin Herbert's been around, what, his third year. So things are not equal. I know a lot of people struggle with comparisons and they'll always try to find out what's different instead of what's similar. But the point is, if you're talking about Brock Purdy being amazing, and that guy was 9 for 19 in the first half, why are we making the loss all about Justin Herbert when he was 10 for 19 in the second half? That makes no sense. Like, look, all I ask is keep your criticism realistic. 
Uh, Justin Herbert missed an open receiver, which would have been a sure touchdown. That's a legitimate criticism. Fine. I'm all ears when it comes to that. But all I'm saying is if you're criticizing Justin Herbert before Brandon Staley, before Cameron Dicker, the kicker, before Joey Gronk Spike Bosa, before the defense in general who was spotted the 27-point lead and couldn't close the deal. If you're blaming Herbert before all of that stuff, that's a bad take. It's a really bad take. And look, I get it. There's just so much emotion floating around. There have been people that have been slobber city over Justin Herbert. And it's really emotional. People are tired of it. I played this the other night. So this is partially where the emotion stems from. This is Ryan Harris. I think he does a great job. Former NFL player, went to Notre Dame, shout out. Doing his broadcasting stuff. This is what he had to say on CBS Radio about Justin Herbert earlier this season. Did I get that right? You think Justin Herbert is the best quarterback you've ever seen more than Peyton Manning? No, no. I played with Peyton Manning okay. and Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm telling you, he's a be- Justin Herbert's the better quarterback, best quarterback I've ever seen. It's unbelievable what he does. It is something that's only going to continue to increase, and he's got the most talented arm in the NFL. Yeah, so some people hear that and they're like, what? Better than Peyton Manning? He's the best quarterback you've ever seen? You've seen Tom Brady play. You, you've seen some great quarterback. He's better already? Really? He doesn't even have a playoff win. So it's really emotional for some people, and they've just been chomping at the bit. They're just waiting. They're waiting. They're like lurking. They're like the the dog that's just like, give me a reason, you know? Just give me an opportunity, and I'm going to bite your neck off. They've been waiting for Justin Herbert to falter, and they get a, a little, you know, like sneak peek. Just a little bit of just like a, eh, a little glimpse and man, they're going all in as if he's thrown three pick sixes. As if, as if he was Trevor Lawrence in the second half. You know, like Trevor Lawrence had four picks in the first half. As if Herbert threw four picks in the second half. That, that's not what happened at all. So making it about Herbert that doesn't make sense to me. Does not make sense to me. But some of those people are out there uh, in full force. <laughs> in full freaking force. I do love, uh, if we turn it to the Jag side of things, (laughs) Doug Peterson has got some brass stones over there, doesn't he? Right? Like, you go for a two-point conversion down by four, if that backfires, that's huge. I I know that you had the ball at the one, but again, even if going for two, it doesn't work, you know what's going to happen. And they lose that game? Oh, my gosh. I love when coaches don't make decisions based on what people will say if it doesn't work out, right? Like Doug Peterson, he's like, I think this is the best call. I think this gives us the best chance to win. So I'm going to do it. And if it doesn't work out, I'll take the slings and arrows. I love that. Like he going back to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Like uh, you want to go Philly, Philly, like Nick Foles said to him. He's like, yeah, let's do it. If that doesn't work. Oh my gosh. What are you doing? You're running a trick play. Just run it on in. Why would you do that? Yada, yada, yada. I love when coaches just do what they think will put their their team in the best position to win. It goes back years ago. Bill Belichick against the Colts. Regular season game. Fourth and two at like their own 30. Something like that. They're like, ah, let's go for it. We can't stop Peyton Manning in their offense. Let's, let's just go for it. 
It's their best chance to win. They almost got it. They didn't. They lost. And he took a lot of criticism. And he's just like, yeah, I I thought that gave us the best chance to win. What do you want me to tell you? I love when coaches do that because there are a lot of coaches that are like, oh, I might get criticized. Let's not do it. Also, on a positive note, uh, Trevor Lawrence, man. Trevor Lawrence, brutal to start the game out. Four interceptions. There are a lot of quarterbacks that would have folded. A lot. And he came back and threw four touchdown passes. That that was pretty impressive. I know you can look at it and say, well, what do you want a cookie for, you know, throwing four interceptions? No, no, no. But you know as well as I do, there are a lot of quarterbacks. They would have been inside their own head. They would have completely lost confidence. They would have gone into a shell. And it would have been over. And for him to come back in his first playoff game like that, that's pretty good, man. Pretty good. All right, your comments more than welcome. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. This was uh, pretty much a, a pretty free, eh, there were a couple of mentions, but for the most part, a pretty free segment. That was good. That's good. Making progress over here. Uh, some of the militia, they want to check in. So uh, pretty alert, pretty alert around the corner. We'll talk about him. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever seen. He's still on the line. Get off the show. Oh, off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. I'm Brian Noe in for Big Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Also brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I'll get to the militia in just a second here, but one of the worst performances of the weekend, the guy wasn't even on the field. That would be Al Michaels. man. (laughs) Al Michaels, who I love, who has been a legendary broadcaster for decades. He has been getting absolutely clowned for his performance during the Chargers-Jags game on Saturday night. He made a what turned out to be a barn burner. Like, it was in a library or something. It just had no energy, no pizzazz, no nothing. I love both Al Michaels and Tony Dungy, but that was not like uh, NFL commentating magic on Saturday night. It was just way too low-key. There are a couple of videos floating around on Sunday where they were recreating calls where it was like the uh what was it the scoop six if you will in the Bengals game was the 98 yard fumble return for a touchdown and they were recreating the call as if my Al Michaels was on the call and it was just like fumble uh and there he goes uh touchdown Bengals that was not that was not energetic man I don't want to see you know we talk about um athletes all the time you don't want to see him like really lose their fastball big time. I don't want to see a great boxer just be a shell of himself or a great football player just be a shell of himself. We've seen examples of that, and it's never pretty. It's the same thing in commentating, man. Like, I thought Al Michaels throughout the season was pretty good on Thursday night, but, man, that that wild card game on Saturday night, that was rough. Rough. I don't want to see a legendary broadcaster just go out without his fastball, man. It's either pick it up or call it a day, man. That's how I see it. All right, let's go out to the phones. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. All right, let's give the Purdy police uh, another crack at it. Let's go to Denver here first. Dean is in Denver. I'm curious what Dean has to say. You're on Fox Sports Radio, Dean. My man, Brian, what's good, buddy? Everything's fine, Dean. How are you, bud? I'm doing great. You know, sometimes when I'm single-handedly mowing down a box of extra toasty Cheez-Its, I think they might have been best friends in another life, but I digress. (laughs) Gotta love the Cheez-Its, man. Cheez-Its are are fantastic. I don't get down with the uh, extra toasty, though. I go just just original, but, uh, you know, hey, different strokes for different folks, Dean. Yeah, you're missing out. But anyways... I've been hearing some of these ridiculous comparisons for Brock Purdy, and I'd just like to give the militia a little bit of a reality check because I've seen Brock Purdy's future. And I've heard the – I even heard one guy compare him to Jared Goff, the number one overall pick. I'm like, come on, guys. Could we at least use a little common sense? You know, a better comparison, there's another guy who was drafted in the seventh round – Similar system, had the stars all around him, had the the stud defense, and he's playing backup quarterback now in Chicago. You know who I'm talking about? 
backup QB in Chicago. I'm just thinking of the backups. What Nathan Peterman? I don't know who the seventh round. Who's the seventh round guy? He was drafted in 2015 to the Broncos. Trevor Simeon. Mm, yeah. And he started uh, after Peyton retired. He came in and he still had Demarius Thomas, had Emmanuel Sanders had the orange crush defense all around him and everyone went, Oh man, we're going to be just fine with Trevor Simeon. Yeah. It's like, you guys gotta be kidding me. You you, you at least got to compare a guy. You know, I, I I think if he wasn't Mr. Irrelevant, he was pretty darn close and, and look at his future. He's carved out a nice niche for himself. I mean, one of the best jobs on the planet is a backup quarterback in the NFL that's Brock Purdy's future, man. This this dream ride that he's on, it's yeah. going to come to a crashing halt. And I just want to make sure everybody realizes that they need to taper their expectations just a little bit. No, I hear you, man. Thanks for the call, Dean. Good stuff. Yeah, I man, I did some fill-in radio in Denver, believe it or not, around that time. And they, they were doing this whole campaign, which was, are you team, Sim, team Trevor, I guess, for Trevor Simeon, or team... Paxton for Paxton Lynch. I was like, I'm team neither. Are you kidding me? Team Simeon or team Lynch? Good Lord. Sometimes it's team neither, but I'll never forget. I took a call in Denver. Well, I just threw it out there because this was the time when Cam Newton, uh, he, he had that thing. He was in Carolina and he said, uh, it's funny to hear a female talking about routes and I just mentioned it in passing because it's all about the Broncos if you're doing radio over there. I mentioned it very, very quickly. And I just said in passing, I'm like, you guys aren't crazy enough to think that Trevor Simeon is better than Cam Newton, right? And they had this text line flooded. I'm not even kidding. Just flooded. Trevor Simeon is twice the leader Cam Newton is. He's got more talent. He's a better court. I'm like, you guys are freaking nuts. But that's what happens. And this is when you bring it back to Brock Purdy. Look, man, it's a great story. It is. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick of the draft, and here he is. He takes over for Jimmy G. Hasn't lost a regular season start. First playoff start. Throws for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. It's a fantastic story. I won't tell you any otherwise, but... I can see through the storyline. Some people are not seeing through the storyline. They're just caught up in like a Hallmark card or the modern day Rudy or something like that. It's like, come on. It's not just about a good storyline. It's about what's the realistic chance this is built to last. Not very good. Not very good. Uh, I'll get to a couple of the tweets momentarily. A couple of other people want to check in, so I won't babble and babble. Let's uh, shift gears. Let's bring Big Kev in here, Mr. Kevin Wyatt with the latest. What's going on, man? Big day in the NFL playoffs. Uh, we uh, heard that uh, that <coughs> historic defensive play by Sam Hubbard. I'll play it for you one more time, but this lifted the Bengals over the Ravens 24-17 early in the fourth quarter. Third down and goal from the one. Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have Go the ball. Baby. They are running it back. Oh. Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The Woo. 5. Touchdown. Bengals. 
That play went for 98 yards, the longest fumble return in NFL playoff history. Joe Burrow with a rushing and passing touchdown. The Bengals have now won nine games in a row, so uh, they're up there with San Francisco as being one of the hottest teams in the postseason. The Giants beat the Vikings on the road 31-24 as Minnesota, fourth and eight with under two minutes to go. Kirk Cousins throws it to TJ Hawkinson for three yards, and that ended their game. A questionable decision for sure, but it ended up being the first one-score game that Minnesota lost this season. And Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, had probably the best game we've seen him play in his career as he had 301 passing yards, 78 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. And the day started off with arguably the best game. The Dolphins, who had their third-string quarterback, Skylar Thompson, uh, we're given nine and a half points against the Bills. Uh, that's how everyone thought that game would go. It would seem like it'd be an easy Bills victory, but uh, it was a tight one. But the Dolphins would fall just short, 34-31. Josh Allen, a big day, 352 passing yards with three touchdowns. We do have one final game in the wild card round that's taking place Monday night as the Cowboys travel to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. College basketball, some shocking news. Alabama forward Darius Miles has been arrested for murder. He and another man taken into custody on Sunday to face capital murder charges in relation to a shooting near campus early on Sunday morning. University officials have said he is now no longer a part of the team. And a couple of games in college basketball featuring ranked teams. Sixth-ranked UConn upset by St. John's, 85-74, as the Huskies now just 4-4 four and four in conference play. Number 12, Xavier, edging out number 25, Marquette, 80-75. to The Muscaneers off to a 7-0 start in the Big East. And some NBA scores from Sunday night. Lakers get outdueled by the Sixers, 113-112. LeBron James, Joel Embiid each with 35 points. The Trailblazers beat the Mavericks, 140-123, behind 40 points from Damian Lillard. The Nuggets get a triple-double triple double from Nikola Jokic as they escape against the Magic, 119-116. All yours, Brian. All right, thanks, Kev. Appreciate it. I'm Brian No in for Big Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. We get back to the militia here real fast. Let's go to Mike in Houston. Uh, he's got a thought for us. What's up, Mike? Well, good morning. Well, golly, Brian, uh, next 49ers home game, I'm going to look around in the stands and see if I see these signs that say hell to the no, to the no-no, <laughs> something like that. There are going to be a bunch of signs next week. They're like, take that, no, suck it, no. Like, there are going to be all kinds of stuff, I think, in the crowd. Oh, golly. Look, I have, a, I have a legitimate question for you. I'm just an interested observer down here in southeast Texas. I had no horse in the race. Um, if I was half as smart as I think think I was, then I'd be joining uh, Cliff Kingsbury out in Thailand and probably never come back. But – uh, Answer me this honestly, and I haven't seen enough of Purdy to make a make a educated uh, thought. Uh, what what have you seen from the man that that tells you? Hey, has he made any of the so called tight window passes at all? Yeah, yeah. At times he has. has. He? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you don't think that that can be done as he grows and develops. You just don't, you just don't, you just don't believe it's long-term. Is that, no, is that really yeah, all I you're just, saying? Yeah. I've just seen too many wide open throws. I've seen too many, like the first half. I, I give him a little bit of a slack a little bit. Cause it's his first playoff start. Might've had a little bit of jitters there, but he had some open receivers. He just flat out missed them in the first half. He had a couple of throws should have been intercepted. It was not a good clean half 
for him. I know you might be looking at the the fly and the ointment or whatever, but um, like that matters. And against better opponents, it matters more. Seattle does not have a good defense, so all that stuff matters. What's that, Mike? I'm just asking. Can't we can't we say that just about for any quarterback? I mean, I'm just asking. I'm you know again. I'm I'm not no. taking anything personally. No, we can't, Mike. No? It's a good question, though. No, we can't because look, Kyle Shanahan. He does a magnificent job scheming up the run game, and when you're able to scheme up the run game, and you've got a running back as talented as Christian McCaffrey, and then you're able to go with play action off of that, and it opens up the passing game, and you've got as much talent as San Francisco has. Yeah, against bad defenses, you're going to have some wide-open receivers. But I got news for you. They're not going to play bad defenses every step of the way in the playoffs. They're going to play no, some better defenses, and you're not going to have as many wide-open guys. So it's just oh, it's sure. not built to last the way it is right now. But I, but I just wonder, you know, again, uh, time will tell. I mean, Tom Brady came out of nowhere way back in the day. Uh, nobody, was, nobody was expecting that come from him so I'm just saying anything's possible I'm not I'm not going to shut the window on the man on the kid just yet we'll we'll just we'll just have to wait and see okay well hey I appreciate that Mike appreciate you checking in man it's uh look man Tom Brady is a one in a billion story you know like a six round pick 199 overall Uh, yeah I was thinking about this just a few minutes ago off the year I was thinking, man, I wonder how many sports radio hosts just absolutely stepped in it with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like, think about his first couple of starts in for Drew Bledsoe. Sports radio was around back then, you know? And uh, in 01, I know there were plenty of hosts that were probably saying the same thing about Brady as I'm saying about Brock Purdy. Like, oh, this guy doesn't have it. This... I watched him at Michigan, and yada, 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 and then Brady turns out to be what Brady is. That is majorly stepping in it. The odds are that's, one, never going to happen again, anything close. Like, the the next thing, like, the same thing happening it will never happen, ever, ever. It's never going to happen that way. But anything close to it, like a sixth, seventh-round pick, and just going on to star in the NFL odds are not great not great look we've got some undrafted players that have had really solid careers I'm not gonna say it's impossible but the odds are greatly against that a couple of tweets here while we're on the subject that I thought were funny Jason checked in at the no show you can hit me up there on Twitter he put good to hear Brian on my radio even though he's not on the pretty bandwagon yet that's funny I always like that you feel me I like this one Brian is the Brock Purdy of Fox Sports Radio stepping in, running that Ben Maller Maller system. That's funny. I like that. Now, not as funny, but a couple that caught my eye. Jordan checks in. He says, the only Purdy sample size we have is 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, and an eight-game span. Jeremy Lin was struggling to stay in the league before Lin's sanity. I'm not really seeing any logical comparison between the two. Okay, here we go. So some people just rage against comparisons in general. Some people will just be like, let me point out what's different instead of looking at what's similar. And I always say this. This is a golden rule with comparisons. It's not who you're comparing. It's how you're comparing them. Okay? Like, go on 
what the comparison is instead of like spiraling into a completely different direction. If I say I'm just like Michael Jordan, I wake up at eight o'clock every morning just like he does. I don't know if that's true or not, but let's just say for the sake of argument, that's the comparison. If you go off and you're like, Brian, you're nothing like Michael Jordan. Can you dunk a basketball? Can you dunk a basketball from the free throw line? Can you hit three-pointers? Blah, blah, blah. You're just off and running in this direction. I never went in in the first place. Like, that's the thing. That's what people do all the time with comparisons. The comparison between Jeremy Lin and Brock Purdy is that the success is not built to last. That's the comparison. That's it. Simple concept. So Jeremy Lin had this three-week mega stardom phase where he was just going ballistic for the Knicks. It was awesome. It was fun. It was never built to last. He was never going to have sustained success or anything close to it over the long haul. That's why I see from Brock Purdy. It's just not built to last. When he's missing open receivers at times, when he's feasting off of coverage breakdowns, this is the NFL, normally tight window throws, not built to last. That's the comparison. This is not complicated. One more. Just Josh checked in. It's not Brock Purdy's fault. His opponents have been playing lackluster defense against him. I want my quarterback throwing to wide open receivers, not the ones that are covered. Simple concept. (sighs) Okay. Again, yes. (laughs) You want whichever quarterback you have throwing to the wide open guy. Yes, that's what you want but that's not going to be routinely the case in the NFL. That, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know what the disconnect is. Let me put it in team terms, okay? Uh, you hear this all the time where if, uh, let's say, one team wins a couple of games, but the competition isn't the greatest, right? And you'll hear this like, Brian, it's not. I don't know. It's not the Dolphins' fault that they they beat the Texans and the Bears and the Arizona Cardinals. It's like, yeah, it's not their fault. I'm not saying it is their fault. But I'm not going to proclaim them Super Bowl favorites if they beat the Texans, Bears, and Cardinals. You know what I'm saying? If you beat weak competition, that doesn't mean you're legit. That's We see that with teams. It's the same thing with individual players. It's the same exact thing. So... No, yeah, Purdy, it's fine. He's throwing the open receiver. That's exactly what he should be doing. No one's saying that he should be throwing into triple coverage instead of throwing to the guy who's open by 10 yards. Like, what are we doing here? We're just wasting time with some of this stuff. What we're saying is that that's not routinely going to be the case. Dudes are covered. Tight windows in the NFL. That's all. That's all. So when the windows get tighter, my hunch is the success isn't going to be as great. It's just two plus two equals four here. We're making it more complicated than it needs to be. But hey, keep the tweets coming in at the no show. Always welcome for you. Always like to hear what's on your mind. Coming up next, man, I love this guy, but his prediction was pretty bad. Some details on that for you. I'm Brian No in for Big Ben Mallard. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Brian Noe in for Big Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Yeah, so I love Gronk, love some Rob Gronkowski, but he had a prediction that was pretty bad. So he said, uh, Burrow is going to decimate the Ravens' defense, <laughs> was, the, was the prediction over there. It didn't work out. Look at this, man. This is pretty crazy where Burrow threw, threw for 209 yards and a touchdown, but with the sack yardage, uh, so it was uh, 183 yards passing for the Bengals and 51 rushing yards. That's it. Like they're just around 230 total yards right around there in the game against Baltimore. That was that was pretty crazy. That performance by uh, Cincy. It was reigning AFC champions, right? A whisker away from winning it all uh, last season against the Rams in the Super Bowl, but. Man, that, that Bengals offensive line, that's the thing, man. This It really showed you uh, this round of the wild card, uh, Super Wild Card Weekend, it showed you, if you didn't know this already, I mean, it just reinforced it because you probably already did know this, the value of the bye week. We get into this rust versus rest thing. Give me the rest all day because look at the Chiefs and look at the Eagles especially the Eagles, where they had Jalen Hurts banged up, Lane Johnson banged up. I think the off week really helps them. And look around them. Look in the AFC. The Bills were on the ropes against the Dolphins. They almost didn't win that game. The Bengals were on the ropes against Baltimore. The Ravens had the ball going in for a a go-ahead touchdown. Game's tied 17-17. Fluke play. Tyler Huntley fumbles the ball as he was stretching for the end zone. Gets picked up in return for 98 yards. It was that close to going a different way. And on top of that, you saw the injury bug. You saw Deion Dawkins, a lineman 
for the Bills. He was dinged up a little bit in that game, came back. But Jonah Williams, the left tackle for the Bengals, he left with a knee injury. We don't know what his status is going to be next week. And you look at the Bengals, they've actually shored that up. The second half of the season was preventing Joe Burrow from getting sacked. They showed a graphic during the game Sunday night. And I won't bombard you with all these stats, but regular season, 51 sacks given up last year by the Bengals. 51 is the most in the NFL in the postseason. 19 just in the playoffs alone last season. That obviously was the most. It didn't start off well the first eight games. Burrow was sacked the second most times in the NFL. But over the last eight regular season games, he was sacked the third fewest. And so Jonah Williams going out, if he's not able to go next week against Buffalo, that is a big, big deal. Because the backup, Jackson Carmen, not good. Uh, not good. It was Ole. You have a free ticket to the Joe Burrow sack zone, uh, if you will, right there. So, yeah, it's the benefit of not having to play. You're not risking losing. And... You're not risking injury either. So pretty crazy on both of those fronts. But another interesting stat with the Bengals against the Ravens defense this season. So playoffs combined. The Bengals were held to under 300 yards six times during the season. So think 17 regular season games in the playoff game. Six times they were held under 300 yards. Three of those times happened against the Ravens. Like, they just they play tough defense against Cincinnati. And that was the case on Sunday night. Just wasn't enough. Didn't have enough offense to get over the hump. The scoop six, the fumble by Huntley, that was the, the game changer right there. But wildness. Uh, divisional opponents know you very, very well. There's no doubt about that. Uh, coming up next, you have to wonder how things would have played out if this guy was on the field. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.